How should we intro? I don't know. Um, I was kind of hoping you'd rap something. No, that's probably <laughs> not going to happen. Hello and welcome to Have You Seen Episode 16. My name is Kieran Lefort and opposite me at the other end of the table, as usual, is Tom Webb. Hello. Uh, this is a special edition of the podcast, as last week we pitched each other bad films. Yeah, it was. Uh, we decided it was going to be Why Have You Seen instead of Have You Seen. Yeah. Or I Should Not Have Seen. Yeah, absolutely. Or, uh, don't please don't see yeah. <laughs> any of the above. Um, yeah. Who wants to go first? Uh, I, think, I think we should start with Vanilla Ice. Okay, perfect. Uh, last week I pitched Tom Cool as Ice, which is loosely a remake of Rebel Without a Cause, starring Vanilla Ice instead of James Dean. I think I think the term loosely uh, should be upgraded to unrelated. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> um, the thing I liked most about it was the tagline off the poster, which I read last week, but I shall yeah, read again because absolutely. it's just so good. When a girl has a heart of stone, there's only one way to melt it. Just add ice. I just love how much sense that that makes. I know. It's brilliant. How many times have you tried melting stones and did you use ice? Uh, yeah. And it's one of those things, you know, the people that came up with that thought, wow, that sounds really cool. Yeah. And then just no one thought about what they were actually saying. Yeah. Like someone someone, music, really. someone low down went, went, wait a minute and got fired. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so go on, Tom. <laughs> what do you think about the, uh, the original white rappers first? <laughs> First foray into motion pictures. Well, this is a really, 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 really bad film. Yeah, it is. Um, it's shockingly bad. I I made about two pages worth of notes in chronological order just as we went through the film. Mm-hmm. I watched the film. So I'll probably ju- I think I'm just going to go through them as I've written them down because uh, I know you tweeted when you watched it originally. I did. I have my tweets in front of me. However, they're they're in reverse order, so let me just shuffle some notes around. Okay, so maybe what we'll do is we'll try and kind of add your tweets in with my chronology. Um, and then I'll add, I, as I come to each of these comments, I'll add more. Okay, more well, if we're starting at the beginning, should we start with the six-minute opening title sequence? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The first thing I noticed was that uh, the first uh, note I've taken is, Ice has left the tag on his cap. <laughs> so he can put it on eBay. Brand yeah. new with tags, as worn by Vanilla, as worn by Vanilla Rice. Yeah, absolutely. So he's he's kind of dancing around and mm. flopping about on the side of his head is the price tag yeah, on his yeah. cap. Um, Nine ninety nine. Uh, absolutely. But the, the the main thing I wrote about the psych, uh, title sequence was nice shots, horrific titles. Yeah. Um, in that this is a very very nicely shot film. In fact, for a film so bad. It's surprising at how good it looks. We mentioned this last week that yeah. the cinematographer is Janis Kaminsky, who is yeah. now and has been since 1993, two years after this was made, Steven Spielberg's cinematographer of choice. He's done everything from Schindler's List to Warhorse. Yeah, absolutely. And it, I mean, it, the film looks great, mm. um, but it it just is let down on every other level. Yeah. Um, but the, the titles are just absolutely horrible. I mean, and I'm talking about just the text on the screen. Yeah. They look so cheap and nasty and just... 
there's no thought. Welcome to 1991. It's just unbelievable. I, I mean, it's, uh, we've mentioned before that I have a love of good title sequences. Yeah. And wow, this is really. We're not going to find this one on artofthetitle.com. No, not no. at all. Unless we should just, look it up and see if it is. We on there. should do. Yeah, unless it's just mocking it. Hmm. Um, uh, okay, so still within the title sequence. Uh, Ice is dancing like he's being attacked by killer bees. Mm-hmm. There's a bit where he's just thrashing about, like yeah. he, like most of the time, like he, he could be a pretty decent dancer. And there is some like dance movies he does yeah. it, and he actually that's that he's you know he's actually pretty good at that. But then there are moments where he just kind of just starts kind of flicking and flailing his arms around, and literally looks like he's swatting flies. Yeah, that was there was a note I made while I was watching it, which was he can't rap, no. he can't act, no, but. He was. He's actually a pretty decent dancer. Yeah, he is for that kind of that kind of early '90s style. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, thrashing I mean, about. There's a lot of similarities, I think, with that style of dance and now all the kind of street dance stuff you see that is really popular now. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's evolved, and it, and you know, I guess people watching that won't think it's the same, but to me, it looks the same. Hmm. Um, but then, I you know, I don't know anything about street dance. No. You know. No. Although I suspect I probably could dance like that in the nineties when I was about ten or eleven. Okay. If I yeah in in the in the playground if someone made me do it I probably could have done it. Okay. I think I might make him do it in the studio with a camera on and yeah. then uh, no you won't no <laughs> okay hmm. Um, Anyone yeah. who wants to conspire with me to work out how to get a video of Tom <laughs> Webb dancing up on the internet then uh, please let me know. Um, so my next note I think still within the title sequence is nothing says rap music like an orange cagoule. Now, should we talk about the fashion in general, particularly <laughs> Vanilla Ices? Yeah. I noted yeah. there's one particular scene where he's wearing misma- mismatched trainers, yep. uh, multicoloured Zubaz, which are kind of like yeah. very parachute 90s kind of baggy yeah. parachute trousers, uh, an orange jacket, yeah. a cap with a co- chrome plate on the front, and yeah. no shirt. Yes, he also had multiple orange jackets throughout the movie. Yes. He had a jacket with lots of words written on it. Yeah, yeah. Just seemingly random words, including yeah. sex. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the the thing I'm talking about specifically, though, um, it looks like the sort of thing that you'd have if you were a, a you know like a, a weekend rambler, you know, or, or you'd go <laughs> or, or you'd go on like orienteering or something yeah. like that. It was like a plastic cagoule, you know, you put it on over your head mm. uh, uh, with a hood, and it was just like, hang on a minute, uh, it looks like he's just kind of you know. Can you imagine leading him leading a troop of scouts? Yeah, well, no, Yo, let's head into the forest. <laughs> he, it's like, okay, I'm going to put on my cool rap attire, i.e. all the stupid coloured trainers and pants and stuff, and he happened to be passing a branch of millets and was like, oh, that's what I need. <laughs> yeah, that'll complete my look. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the next thing is, I can remember hearing this type of music while I was playing Quasar and nowhere else. Okay, and for people who don't know, Quasar was like a, a laser, laser quest, quest yeah, kind yeah. of thing. You know, you wore a little uh, kind of pack on you, and you had a little laser gun, and you shot at each other. Yeah, yeah. and and it was that this sort of weird nineties rap dance music <laughs> they used to play <laughs> over the speakers while you were running around in the dark, zapping people. Music wise, yeah. Um, the one of the notes I made is the composer earned his money. The music is varied and constant. Yeah, there's yeah. barely a frame in this film that doesn't have some kind of music over it. Yeah, it it it, it is wall to wall. Yeah, and the weird thing about it 
is Ice does two full length performances. Yeah. And there are other there are other songs within the soundtrack. Yeah. None of them are his big hit. Would you no. not think you would put that in the Vanilla Ice movie? Well, exactly. I th- I, I wonder. And I don't know when that song came out. I'm assuming it came out beforehand. Yes, it did. You know. Yeah. This um, is to kind of capitalise on that massive yeah, popularity. It does he had seem at the really time. weird. It was shot in February 1991 and released in November 1991. So a really quick, quick turnaround, turnaround yeah. for a movie. Because the same year, well, he was in um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. Which uh, would you believe links this movie to the movie you pitched me? Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. How? Yeah. Do you want to wait till we get there? Or do you want to do it now? No, okay. Let's wait till we let's wait till we do the, the changeover. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, so because I can't remember what song it is he sings in that. Uh, he did a he did a song turtle based. It's song, probably it? turtle based to do with is like shells Power? and green. No, that was the first movie, and that was Partners in Crime. <laughs> That's so sad. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We had very different backgrounds, you and I. The one thing I did note about the fashion mm. was that at least when they stopped to fix their bikes in the middle of the road, they're at least wearing high-vis. Because <laughs> <laughs> right, it's a busy intersection of like a main street in LA and they just stopped to fix a, a bike in the middle of the road. <laughs> the I like about that scene is they stopped to fix their bike and there's the guy angrily hooting his horn, yeah. hooting his horn, and then he sticks his head out the window and sees them <laughs> and his reaction, his face just says, oh shit, black people. And his face, he goes back <laughs> inside <laughs> and then when they get to the they get to these weird this weird middle-aged couple yeah with a garage with the like the most ridiculously brightly colored house yeah ever. i mean it looks like it, it's almost like um a kids tv show from the probably mid late 60s early 70s Colour TV was just the thing. Mm-hmm. So everything's brightly coloured, but we haven't got to the stage in the evolution of children's television where the presenters are young. They're still yeah. middle-aged now, yeah. yet they act really kind of, like they're talking down to the kids. Yeah. And and it was like they'd been transplanted from one of those TV shows yeah. into a movie about a white rapper. Yeah. It's just weird. Yeah. And they're accompanied by comedy organ grinder music. Yeah. And it was just like, what? Where did I mean? No where, two things in this movie go together to no, make sense. Uh, no, and it was just like in the edit suite. Who thought? Well, that's great. That that <laughs> that piece of music is exactly what this scene needs. Um, my next my next uh, thing is I don't know what's happening. Yeah, I just by this point in the movie we must be about maybe ten minutes in. Okay, has he met the girl yet? Because mm. what passes for a story yes, doesn't yeah, yeah. really pick up until he does he tries to ride well, well, no, on no. the girl that sounds weird no, no. <laughs> yeah he has met the girl because he meets the girl before the bike breaks down yes um, and somehow steals her little black book without actually touching her yes and we never yeah that's never a thing no like, in that scene no at all um, the next thing I, I, I was this film is to McGee what Citizen Kane is to everyone else because it's okay because it's <laughs> it's brightly coloured yeah it's all basically a string of music videos yeah and it makes no sense mm-hmm. you think you found his holy grail I the thing that so. inspired him to be a filmmaker yeah i, I think i have i think you know it it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if we found out he worked on this movie or that he you know he he attempted his first music video after having seen it yeah um it struck me that this was very much his style okay um it was like watching charlie's angels yeah but nowhere near as good but with whoa yeah well, my next my next quote is it's like a live action cartoon. Yeah, uh, that's when we, there was a particular 
outbreak of colour. Yeah. I, I had a note that uh, <laughs> I tweeted in caps with five exclamation marks. Every possible colour is on my screen right now. Yeah, and I think at this point, Ice is probably wearing one of his most outlandish, yes. outlandish uh, yeah, yeah. kind of outfits because my next thing is Vanilla Ice looks like a mentally deficient biker clown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and my next one was 28 minutes in, still no sign of a plot. Now, I wrote 27 minutes in, Ice's character still doesn't have a name. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. I, I've got this far into the movie. Yeah. I still had no clue what was going on. <laughs> yep. Like, I mean, you know, he'd met a girl. Yeah. They'd fixed a bike. Well, they were trying to fix a bike. That that was it so far. Yeah. And yeah, nothing nothing more than that. Um, and then they go to the Sugar Shack, which is where all the cool kids hang out. Yeah. And there's a... there's a uh, Now, these cool kids at the Sugar Shack... Yeah. Did you notice any of the extras? No. They are all dressed like 1950s nerds. They all have now thick glasses with plasters on, yeah. with dungarees, yeah. But all of it, them. Well, the band playing. Yeah. My note about them is: it's not often you see a jazz rock, uh, jazz rock fusion being played on a BC Rich Warlock, because <laughs> if anybody can translate what that means, right, also they're, please get in touch. They're, they're, they're like this weird kind of. Like they're a band, they mm. have rock instruments, mm. and the guitar the guitarists have is is like designed for heavy metal. Right, it looks like you know it's all spikes. Yeah, and, and you know heavy metal shred kind of yeah. aggressive. Uh, you know we're talking the sort of thing that's played by people in like Slayer and all that kind of stuff, and they're playing like this weird jazz. Mm. And and it's yeah another thing is like two things they don't go together. No, again. And and that's when um, Ice decides to take over and yes. does one of his performances. He does, yes. I said uh, where the, the exact records he needs to uh, to rap along to just happen to be in the building, absolutely. So his DJ can mix them, yeah. Um, and then he now this is uh, this is copyright to my girlfriend, who uh, wow. <laughs> I take no credit for this. Um, Ice's character is a hideously uncle asshole who just quote dance raped the lead girl. <laughs> Because he does yeah. on the dance floor, he yeah. just humps at her. Yeah, I, I put, and he's the hero. In, my, in my, my notes, I put with music like this, it's no wonder that all I listened to in the early nineties was the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. <laughs> it's just utterly appalling. Yeah. Um. Oh, and then my next note: uh, they move outside the sugar shack. Mm-hmm. Why are all the cars white? They walk through the car park. Every single car is white. I didn't notice that. In fact, almost every single car in the film is white, apart from the bad guy's car, which is black. Because they're bad. Yeah. Yeah. It just seemed like... <laughs> it seemed like... Who... You know, at what point did the director make a conscious decision? Hmm. Let's, I know. It'd be great. Let's make all the cars white. Yeah. The bad guy's black. And then all the kids are really colourful. Yeah. It's like... That's a conscious, creative, artistic choice. Yes. That means... That You're suggesting no something creative or artistic went into this film? No, no, no. Well, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just suggesting that someone had that pretentious thought. Yeah. And, and thought that it, you know, it meant something. Ice goes his way at the end of the evening and the girl goes hers. Mm. Uh, and I put, when you're a woman on your own, the best thing, uh, the best way to avoid danger and rape is to walk alone in the middle of the road. Yes. Because that's what she's doing on road, road, like streets with no street lights, yeah. just now, down the road. Not to make light of such things, but it does seem that all of the young men in this film, 
want to force themselves upon yeah. our supposed heroine yeah. in some way or another. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, it is a bit weird. Yeah. I mean, because th- we haven't mentioned her actual boyfriend. No. And he's an archetypical, you're supposed to hate this guy. Yeah. You know, he's obnoxious to her and, you know, he's just a thoroughly nasty piece of work, really. But not terribly bad. I've seen worse movie boyfriends. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm just saying that's what he's supposed to be. Yeah. The fact that the actor couldn't convey that, Yeah. you know, that's another matter. Yeah. Um, and that kind of brings us to the moment where Ice decides to beat him up. Well, no, he comes across the guy smashing up a bike, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, So the boyfriend is smashing up a bike, which he believes to belong to Vanilla Ice, but yes. it doesn't actually. I can't remember if it belongs to one of Ice's friends, who yeah, serve does. no purpose in this film. No. It would have been no different if he'd ridden into town alone, and no, it would have been absolutely. his bike that broken down. Yeah, They're yeah. just extra people on the payroll. Yeah, absolutely. There's the really weird skinny girl. Yep. Uh, and the guy who makes the disgusting sandwich at the beginning. Yeah. Is there another dude as well? Yeah. Yeah, they serve no they serve no purpose. No, not at all. Um, yes, but anyway, the bike smashing man. Yeah, so the, the bike smashing man, and then what follows is just, I mean, a fight scene that would make Jackie Chan eat his own lips. Yes. Yeah. It is just horrendous. I noted. <laughs> I quote: "Worst fight ever." Ice just gently caressed his opponent and missed a headbutt, which apparently connected by at least a foot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that pretty much sums it up. I yeah. mean he's he's kind of. I noted that was the worst fight ever before we got to the final fight scene, yeah. which we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah, well, this one it's just like well, he for someone who we previously said was actually a pretty good dancer. Yeah, how he can fail to learn the choreography for a fight <laughs> sequence yeah. is beyond me. Yeah. I mean he, I mean it may okay. Benefit of the doubt, it might have been the other people reacting to it, but I'm assuming they were stuntmen. Yeah. Which, you know, they should be able to do it standing on their heads. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's just it's just horrendous. The timing is all off yeah. and the, the pacing of it is all off. Yeah. So, you know, like certain things will happen really quickly and then it will take forever for like him to punch someone. Yeah. It, it, oh, like Bertie and Biggles. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm faced with a German. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, my next note is, normally I'd be up in arms about lead characters in films not wearing crash helmets whilst riding bikes. Uh, but in this is an instance, I actively encourage it. <laughs> um, <laughs> we did mention that Ice did all of his own bike stunts, which is one of the very few impressive things about this film. That's true, he only yeah. does a couple. Yeah, there was a, ju- there was a jump at and the And they're not very well shot. No, but this is you, the there is enough of it to see that it is him on the bike. Yeah, the, although the one at the beginning, which is probably the most impressive, where he jumps a fence. Yeah. Um, y- you couldn't see that that was him. Yeah. Even though we know it was. Yeah. Um, because it was so badly shot. Mm. Um but obviously, uh, now at this point in the movie, for some unknown reason, the girl likes Vanilla Ice to a, enough of because, a degree to because spend some time he crept with him. into her house, laid in bed next to her, and woke her up by feeding her ice cubes. Yeah. Now, where did I write that down? Oh, I, yeah, I did write that down. I missed that one out. Waking, uh, waking up a woman you barely know by force feeding ice. Uh, appears to be totally normal. Yes. Yeah. And then her little brother gets one of the weirdest lines of the film. Yeah. I'll come back when you finish making the sex. Yes. Yeah. That kid gets some really weird, pervy, creepy lines. He does. And he's got to yeah. be what twelve. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, my wife thought he was the best thing in it. <laughs> I don't think Act there is a wise. best thing. Oh, I don't think Apart from Janusz Kaminski, there is no, no best thing no. about this movie. No. Um, 
so anyway, they're, they're getting along quite well. So mm. we get to the inevitable them spending time together montage, which yep. I've labelled as slow song rapper on a horse montage. Yeah. Because um, that's pretty much what it there amounts are a lot to. Of, oh, it's where they go to the construction site yes. to chase each other around half-built houses yeah. and presumably bone and off su- screen. It surprised me that Van- uh, uh, how accepting Vanilla was of, of how camp he is in that scene. Really? Oh, yeah, he is. He's he very is, yeah, camp yeah. as he's running through the thing. Uh, running I think isn't he shirtless in denim shorts running through, running through these I houses? He's shirt, he's, I don't know what he's wearing. I think he's just wearing a t-shirt and jeans or something. But he, yeah, he's, he's very camp. Yeah. He, I, I think he's mimicking what she's doing, not realising that she's a woman. One of the best lines in the film occurs during that scene, mm. which is ice. Shall I, try and, shall I try and do it as him? Yeah, go on, yeah. Yo, what's it like having parents and all that stuff? <laughs> yeah, that's the deep moment. It so, is, yeah. You know, that's also, we should say that every other Vanilla Ice line starts with, yo. yo. Yeah, it does. doesn't matter who he's talking no. to. I think it's just natural inflection. He just can't <laughs> yeah. help himself. Um, so my next line is, still no plot. Because as yeah. of yet, we've just had a string of scenes. There's been nothing to... Right, the, so far, there's no reason why Vanilla's in town. He's met a girl and he's talking to her, but that's yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah. We do have... Well, there is mention of Dad being the witness protection program around this point. Yeah, kind of. But if Dad's in witness protection program, the same Dad who has no lenses in his glasses, if you notice, yeah. why the hell was he on TV with his daughter? I know. It's just mind-boggling. I know. Um, and there was a moment... And that's how the bad guys find him. They see the news report yeah. on what is actually a fairly ordinary student. The news report appears to be, student with good grades is going to university. Yeah. And that's that's it. And yeah. her dad appears in it. Yeah. Dad who's in witness protection. Yeah. The bad guys see that news report on the ordinary student and drive into town to get dad. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But my next note is that there is a moment, perfect opportunity for exposition arises, but instead we cut to a middle-aged woman dancing like vanilla ice. Yes, <laughs> yes we do. Right. There's, a moment, there's a moment where, where it sets up and there is the perfect moment for her to explain the situation with her farmer. Fa- farmer? A farmer? <laughs> it might well be. Uh, the, uh, the position with her father to vanilla ice to explain yeah. the plot as to why there are bad guys. Mm. And I don't think she knows at that point, though. Yeah, I think she I does. I think they explain that later. No, I think she does. I don't know. It's so confusing. <laughs> it's just so rubbish. We haven't even talked about the weird speeded up family scene for no reason. Oh, God. The first time we yeah. go into her house, everything's speeded up. That's the point at which I think I made the McG. Yeah, quite um, possibly. Also, once they are being threatened by these, we find out they're corrupt cops. Yeah. They don't get out of town. They just carry on living life as normal. Absolutely. But the thing is, right, now... I still haven't discerned what the plot is of the movie. Okay. And my next note is less than 30 minutes left. And there uh, and uh we've Oh that was it. Less than 30 minutes left. We better throw in a bit of kidnap. Because <laughs> yes. It gets to like 25 minutes to the end of the movie and we suddenly realize there is no plot. Yeah. Uh, so the little boy gets kidnapped by the bad guys. One of whom is the only other person apart from Vanilla Ice and Naomi Campbell I recognize in this film. The little fat one right. was uh, was the fire chief in the show, Dennis Leary show Rescue Me. That's where I know him. Okay, from. right. Uh, I know but that. he, yeah, he is the only other person who appears to have had a career. Right. <laughs> so at this point, we've got the kidnap, and mm-hmm. then suddenly they like, ah, here's the plot. Right. Yes. This is what happens. There's a guy. He's a police officer. He dis- he suddenly realizes that his fellow police officers are all corrupt. So he. Uh, Grosses them all up, they get sent down, he gets put in witness protection. 
Years later... He stupidly he, goes on TV. stupidly goes on TV, and they decide they're going to get their reprisals and they're going to come back and, and hunt him down. Unfortunately, this happens coincidentally when Vanilla Rice, who is the typical bad boy, rocks up, uh, and the father mistakes him for being one of the bad guys. Oh, I've forgotten about that bit. So he thinks that one of the bad guys is trying to get to him through his daughter, uh, and then the boy gets kidnapped prior to which her horrible boyfriend has seen the, the young boy and Vanilla Rice together, so that kind of confirms the, the bad guy relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it all comes to the point where the only way Vanilla Rice can clear his name is to rescue the boy and present him back to the family and get the bad guys arrested. Okay, what did that take you? 45, 60 seconds? Yeah. Yeah, it takes them 90 minutes to not do that in exactly. the film. Yeah, 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 yeah. So all of that transpires in about 15 minutes. Yeah. To allow time for the final fight sequence and the final song performance. Yes. At the end. Now, let us talk about that final fight sequence. Yes. Where somehow, it, it, it turns out that the bad guys have taken the boy to the construction site where there was the camp flirt, yeah. flirtation yeah. earlier on. And yeah. I suspect possible off-screen sexual relations. Yes. Although, uh, and this, this is what we should point out here, that also the way they know that he's taken <laughs> to the, 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 uh, the construction site is because the kidnappers leave a cassette tape of the of the boy saying I've been kidnapped, blah blah. Not blah, an blah, answer blah. phone message. A cassette tape in a completely unmarked brown envelope. Yeah. Not pushed through the letterbox, just, but just on the, on the yeah. doorstep. Yeah. That Ice just happens to find yeah. when he goes round to talk to the girl. Yeah. But what happens when Ice listens to the tape? He hears something that no one else does, which is a strange tapping noise, which mm. he recognises as being from the construction site. It's the pile driver, isn't it? Yeah, it's the, the pile driver yeah. in the construction site. Um, so for for some unknown reason, this bad boy image rapper has quite a good knowledge of crime procedural. <laughs> <laughs> also, very good hearing. Exactly. Yeah. And may have worked on a construction site or two Absolutely, in his life. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah so anyway we get into the final fight sequence yeah um, um, well wow the guy the the ice and his good guys are on motorbikes yeah and they crash through the wall of this half built house uh-huh. somehow before they get through the wall their lights illuminate the bad guys faces yes <laughs> and then ice gets off and has a fight with one of these bad guys mm-hmm. um, did you notice how they repeat the same four moves over and over. Yeah. Uh, uh, three times. Two of these are just the same shot repeated, and the third one is just a different angle of the same sequence. <laughs> and that's their fight scene. I, I think they'd got to the point in the movie where they were really running out of time. Yeah. Uh, they probably struggled so much to get Vanilla Ice through his dialogue scenes that they just run out of days on the shoot. So they literally had probably... I reckon that fight sequence sh- was shot in about... 25 minutes. Yeah, 25 minutes to half an hour. Yeah. Because, I mean, what, it would have been like two setups, yeah. maybe, at most. Yeah. It, yeah, for the, for the big finale, it's just, you know, even in a bad movie, it's, yeah, it's, it's lame. Yeah, really lame. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not like in, um, for example, like in Biggles, which is a pretty bad movie, but you get a really great final sequence with the helicopter and the explosions yeah, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. You know, this just really limps out of it. And we missed out one of my favourite shots. What's that? Where the girl runs from it's either her it's established but not actually seen because i don't think they're anywhere near each other yeah that the crazy wacky house with the old people that ice and his mates are staying in yes. is across the road from the girl's house yeah that's this right, is yeah. never established in any kind of wide so you nope. can see both no but the girl at one point runs from one house to the other yes yes and in four seconds it changes from day to night as she crosses the road 
<laughs> she leaves one house in blazing sunshine and arrives at the other at night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the other thing I was going to say is my, my, one of my wife's comments was, um, I have no idea what the time frame of this movie is. Yeah. It, it could have been a month, it could have been a week, it yep. could have been two days, yep. or what. We've yep. just got no clue as to when things are happening. <laughs> no. Um, it's a pretty special film. Yeah. So, you know, we get we get the really poor fight sequence, we get the obligatory final uh, dance and song, mm. and then my final note was, Vanilla Rice, or Robert Van Winkle, as he's actually called. Yes was paid $1 million for this movie. Wow. Yeah. Easy money. Yeah. I just despair. I really do. (laughs) Well, you've had approximately 25 minutes ranting about Cooler's Eyes. (laughs) Right, okay. Um, Blimey. I have some customer feedback. I should say, um, the people listening, I put out a request on Twitter and on Facebook for people to give us their reviews of this show. Yeah. Nobody will admit to have seen Cool as Ice and yeah. nobody would admit to have seen Redline, which is the film that Tom pitched yeah. to me. Now, now, what's interesting about Redline is, um, you know, I, I also run a, a, a blog for F1 and um, so I've got a Twitter feed dedicated to Formula One and kind of motorsport and stuff like that. And I thought, right, I'll, I'll tweet about Redline on that and see if anyone's seen it because they're bound to. It's a, it's a car movie. Yeah. People love, you know, motorsport people love cars. They'll just watch anything. Nobody. No, no one responded. No. No, no one will admit to us no. seeing this, seeing the seen these two films. Yeah. So we picked a couple of corkers. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, I found a couple of uh, uh, reviews, customer feedback. Okay. A couple of Amazon reviews. This movie has eight five-star reviews on Amazon. What? Yeah. How? Most of them are, oh, great, I found a movie I loved as a kid, finally released on DVD. Right, so it's a kind of, like, like how I feel about Biggles. Yeah, Except yeah. Biggles is a good film. Yes. Um, so I have a two-star okay. review here. It certainly has a so-bad-it's-good quality about it, and if you're a fan of this type of cult classic, then you're in luck here. It pushes all the right buttons. If, however, you're looking for entertainment of the straight variety... What's that mean? I have no idea. I assume it means non-comedic. Yeah. Uh, buy a Michael Bay film or something. <laughs> but if you have The Wiz in your collection, you found the perfect film for a double feature. Bravo. <laughs> oh, my God. That and The Wiz is a double feature. That would be torture. Yeah, it probably would. Oh, my God. It probably would. Um, I went on Rotten Tomatoes, right? which is uh, like a reviews yeah. site aggregator. So they take various reviews from various critics and kind of assign a rating as to a good or a bad review and okay. you know, with a percentage. Yeah. Um, and uh, Cool as Ice managed 8%. 8%? 8%. Let's move from Cool as Ice to Redline, which is the film that Tom pitched me yeah. and managed 0%. Wow. Yeah. See now, I've been trying. I've been struggling with the, with the the one question is which film is worse, Cool as Ice or Redline, and I'm still undecided. Given the choice, if I was told right, in this next ninety minutes you yeah. have to rewatch one or the other, yeah, I would go for Cool as Ice. Really, because I think it at least has some comic value to it. Now, it has the WTF factor. I suppose I think I'd go for Redline just because I'd rather watch Cars. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I can see that. Let, let, let's find out. Well, while also on Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. I found they have some they have some uh, some quotes from quit- critics that they just pull from their reviews. Yeah. The Variety review: This pick oozes the charm and personality of an industrial film. 
right. And my favourite was the one from the Newsday reviewer, yeah. which was, Redline isn't exactly a car wreck, mainly because it's far less exciting and you can, in fact, look away. <laughs> okay, so what did you think of Redline? Well, normally on this show, I would throw it over to you and you would give a plot synopsis. Yeah. I'm going to attempt to summarise the plot of Redline. Yeah, because, I mean, my, my plot synopsis last week didn't really... It didn't really do it because I I really don't know what the plot was because I probably tuned out and I did exactly the same yeah. I have right once again I've broken my notes record yeah. I have two full pages plus addendums and I'm showing Tom right now I've written what 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 in big letters <laughs> and circled it <laughs> I have no clue what was happening in this film no there was okay as far as I can see it the characters are introduced in such a haphazard way. Yeah. You'd think you'd start with your main character. Yeah. We don't. I don't even know who the main character is. I think the main character is supposed to be the girl mechanic. Okay. There's a girl who is far too good looking to be a mechanic and somehow at the age of 20, I don't know, runs her own auto shop somewhere. She is also the lead singer in a not very good overproduced band yeah. who somehow, even when there's just four of them together, sound like they're in the studio being produced by Timberland. Yeah. Um, My comment about her was, lead actress is better looking than she should be, but still not quite as attractive as you'd hope. Yeah, that's the weird thing about <laughs> it is, her. isn't it? You're she, like, on the a- surface, she is both incredibly beautiful and a bit weird looking. Yeah, I know. You just look at it and you think, you're like, it's okay, it's the lead girl. She's cool. She's in a band. She's supposed yeah. to be sexy. Well, actually, hang on. No, she, she's, she's, be- she's better than she should be, but, not, but she's not... No. I do, uh, in it's her favor, really weird. In her favour, I noted two things. Right. She has amazing blue eyes. Right. And a cracking rack. Right, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. She's probably going to be doing porn in five years. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. I think her background is in soap operas. Yes, like the, yeah, the, I think she's the, the Days of the Our shot. Lives. Yeah, that kind of, th- over the okay, shoulder yeah. shot. I'm still trying to sum up the plot here. Yeah, sorry, carry on. Uh, no, no, that wasn't get off the mic, I want to sum up the plot. <laughs> right, okay. I don't know if I can. It's also established she, that she's an amazing driver, and her dad died in a Nuzkra accident. <laughs> yeah. Because they can't afford the rights for NASCAR. Yeah. Why didn't they just remove those letters from the picture frame? I've I've no idea. The only time Nuskra appears yeah. is just is on a picture frame. Yeah. Which is a picture of the moment of her father's death. Yes, I know. So it's a car in mid explosion. <laughs> yeah. Um it re- <laughs> it reminded a bit in I think it's either Airplane or Airplane Two where he's He's painting a picture of like a soldier rescuing a baby with his leg over his head and he's jumping away from an exploding vehicle. Yeah. You see the guy. Just, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know why, but that image of the crashing car, yeah. on a, it was something like out of an airplane or naked gun movie. Yeah. He's really weird. Um, anyway, yeah, her dad has died in a Nuskra accident. Yeah, which she does appears- set up one of the best lines in the film later on. Yeah, it's just... Uh, my father died the same yeah. way. I missed that line completely. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, fine. Okay. When does that occur? Right. Well, let, let's kind of carry on through the plot. Okay. And at the point where I'm sure you'll <laughs> have an outburst about a particular incident, okay. I'll, I'll tell you that's when this line occurs. Okie dokie. So our, our sort of hot, sort of not heroine, who is a singer, a yeah. mechanic, and an amazing driver, yeah. is approached by Eddie Griffin, the uh, the only person with any kind of name value in this movie, yeah. uh, apart from maybe the Koenigsegg, yeah. um, who is some kind of 
record promoter? I think he's supposed to be like a producer. A producer, okay, mm. right. But he doesn't look like the kind of guy who produces their kind of music. No, not in the slightest. Not remotely. No. And he decides he wants to have them perform at some race thing. Yeah. So I think he he's involved in this this kind of underground uh, group of rich people that bet money racing ridiculous sum yeah Just, yeah yeah absolutely. we get up to people betting platinum bars yeah yeah and they're uh, and they're betting on races between supercars yeah um which they call drag racing oh it's not no, no. they define drag racing as a race between two cars yeah it's no no that's, that's not, not what drag, drag racing no. is there's corners in this race that yeah. makes it not drag racing yeah um even i know that yeah so <laughs> Yeah, so he he hires her. Well, he wants to hire her as a driver, but and she she's refuses. At, yeah, she's, she's like, no, no, I don't drive. No, because my dad died. Yeah, yeah something and like it, that. Yeah, and it, so it's like, fine, come and your band can come and play then. Yeah, as a, like a consolation prize. Yeah, which seems just odd. Yeah, so that happens. Yeah, yeah, that happens. His driver fakes a leg injury, so she is forced to drive. Yeah, she wins. Yes, something else happens. In Mum the, gets kidnapped. In the, no, in the right. Okay, we've missed out another crucial uh, plot line here. There's an ex-soldier that comes back from the war. Yes, and he's a brother of a lackey to one of these million billionaires. Yes, and uh, and he he's the same. I'm not driving anymore. I want to get out of all the this million corruptness. billionaire guy. Is their uncle? Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So and he's like, brother, I want none of hang this. On, not the army guy. The one that looks like James Van Der Beek. No, well, I don't even that. He's more. Who's the kid from I Am Number Four? Oh yeah, uh, Pettifer. He looks yeah, like he looks like, like him, yeah. yeah. He looks like Alex Pettifer yeah. auditioning to be a villain in Scott Pilgrim. Right, that's the yeah, way he yeah, dresses. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so right, she, and, and he, the army guy, looks like Cheap Channing Tatum. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So basically, they're brothers, and he, the the army guy, wants none of it, but the other brothers like, well, I'm going to race anyway. Rah. So he races the girl. Yes. Now this is the moment. When did that happen? Yeah, this happens. So, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah he yeah, races okay. the girl, right? So he's in, he's in a Lamborghini Diablo VT Roadster. He's in a black car. Yeah, and she's in. I believe it's a Mercedes McLaren SLR. A different coloured car. Yeah, I think it's silver that one. Probably. So they're racing and they're racing and they're racing, right? And it gets to the final. Oh, bit. that's right. I have to win. Yeah, and so he, she's in the lead, and they come onto the final straight, and. He flicks open the nitrous. He hits a nitrous he button. Hits a nitrous bu- okay, yeah. in, in this two hundred mile plus car, mm. he hits the nitrous button. Mm-hmm. As he he screams past her, and then the car starts to lift off the ground, does a backwards somersault, and then as she goes across the line, it lands and explodes. Do you remember this? It lands and explodes, but also crosses the line on its roof. Because That's this is right. where, because Eddie Griffin has, as part of his bet, because he can't match the five platinum bars, oh, yeah, he, he bets, bets $3 million well. and her. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and it goes so across he, the she line. now has to work for Uncle Millionaire, Billionaire. But, but the thing is, all right, so the car screams across the line yeah. upside down, then explode, like then catches fire and... Cheap Channing Tatum runs over to get his brother. Then the whole car moment, yeah, yeah. And it's that moment where she says, "My father died the same way." 
I don't remember that line. Yeah. I remember she bangs her head on the window and gets knocked out. Yeah, it's and just then after that scene. Or quasi kidnapped by Uncle Millionaire. Yeah, it's when they're reminiscing about that scene later on. Okay. And, and so basically, like, the, I mean, it's the most ridiculous crash. This car yeah. gets thrown up in the air, it somersaults, it explodes, yeah. it skids along, and then she says, my father died the same way, and it just creased me up. I should note, we barely scratched the surface of my notes here. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to give up explaining the plot. Yeah, I don't know I, if I can. I don't think There's can kidnap, either. there's bad bands, there's all sorts yeah. of things. My first note is that this cheap-ass disc made a horrible noise in my Blu-ray. <laughs> oh, really? It went... <laughs> every right. time I pressed the button and it had to skip to another <laughs> skip to another thing. I think somebody made this at home. Yeah, it's terrible. And the, the menu looks like it's from a PS2 racing game. It, yeah. Yeah, it always oh, cheap, cheap, it, cheap. Oh, it's awful. We've got... We get... <laughs> my next note is, I'm not going to like this, am I? No. No. Um, we get poor CG-enhanced racing... Some of the worst green screen driving. Yeah. Um, some terrible day for night shooting. This yep. is just all at the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, this doesn't have a good opening title sequence either. Oh, no, it's terrible. No. Uh, um, the hottest band in California suck. Yeah. They're terrible. They are terrible. They are yeah. bad. All of their songs yeah. are thinly veiled metaphors for driving. Yes. I wrote down a lyric. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, here we go. Why are all the shitty bands, shitty songs, dreadful car metaphors? Turbocharge me if you like is one of her lyrics. Oh, dear. That's just rude. Um, oh, it's just so, so awful. The acting is one notch above Birdemic, particularly yes. the army guy and his brother. They've never met. They're not brothers. This is, uh, this is directed by one of Jackie Chan's former stuntmen. Really? A man called Andy Cheng. Yeah, you'll see him get his butt handed to him in Rush Hour and right, okay. uh, Who Am I and that right, kind of okay. thing. Um, yeah, and he's in, he's in like the you'll see him listed in the stunt department right, of loads yeah. of moves. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he directed this. Yeah, so it's being directed by someone who, for whom English language English is not their first language. Right. Um, and it shows it was directed by a Jackie Chan protege in the one or two. Well, actually, in only one of the couple of fight scenes that Army Guy has. Yeah. Because the one in Vegas is terrible. Oh yeah, absolutely awful. And that's just before a car chase. Where the bad guys they they drive under a truck yes. and the roof scrapes, but then somehow flips the car over. Yeah, there's a ridiculous crash yeah. that would have killed everybody involved, mm. and they climb out. Yeah, yeah, it's just I cannot, couldn't get my head around this. Um, when they're racing, even yep. uh, uh, the first race, which is the alley race, where Eddie Griffin's sitting in his car watching on a monitor. Where yeah. the hell is his feed coming from? Well, there's no cameras. Well, there's the helicopter following around, which is the, obviously the helicopter with the yeah. film camera on it. Yeah, and they kind of fake that in as as if, but not for, but uh, not all of the shots are from that camera. No, I know, you but get, you don't see any video no. cameras or TV cameras no. at rate uh, trackside. No, no. It's and this is all illegal. Yeah, <laughs> it just I can't. Twenty two minutes in, this movie is retarded. Yeah. Um. What else? Why are there so many random English people? There are at least three Brits in this film for yeah. no reason. Yeah, I think they're just cheap. Yeah, we are. We are pretty cheap. Yeah. The screenwriter has no concept of three-act structure no. or anything like no. that. My, I wrote because down. it starts out as though it's building up to be... that They talk about this big race in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. massive. It's going to be huge. And you think that's going to be the climax. Yeah, it's no, not. that's done half hour in. Yeah, yeah. My, my, my note on the writing was, exposition is always best explained in clunky dialogue. Yes. 
Because it, yeah, uh, it's the so fisted The screenwriter should have their copy of Final Draft permanently erased from their hard drive. Yeah, well, the, the guy that wrote it was the producer guy that I spoke about Well, last no, week. he wrote the story, oh, and then there he? was a screenwriter oh, right, okay. who wrote the actual script. All right, okay. There are so many characters. Yeah. I couldn't keep track of everybody. No. At least two people are called Michael. Yeah. Uncle, I, to be honest, I can't one remember of the guys anyone's in the ba- One of the guys in the band is Mike. I think that's the English guy in the band with the long, dark hair. Yeah. And... Don't tell me what he plays. Don't ask me what he plays, even. Uh, <laughs> and um, Uncle Millionaire is called Michael. Yeah. And I know it happens in life. You come across people with the same... We worked in a place where there was another Tom and Kieran working <laughs> yeah, side yeah, by side. Yeah. But you don't do that in movies no. unless there's going to be a point to it. <laughs> yeah. It's like they forgot. Yeah, I mean... They're all introduced really haphazardly as well. People yeah. just kind of... You get introduced to a new character 15 minutes before the end of the movie. Yeah. It's like, that's the guy that killed her dad. Yeah. How yeah. did he kill her dad? Yeah. We never find that out. No. Well, it's kind of like, well, hang on a minute. Did was he it... purposely clip him, his Nazcra, yeah, and, and make him crash? Yeah. We don't ever he find looks, that out. He looks really evil, and it's just kind of like, well, hang on a minute. So why was he killed on purpose then? Surely it was an accident if it was in a race. He's got, yeah, and he's got all this scarring yeah. on one side of his face yeah. that changes sides. Yeah. This movie is amazing. Oh, I have a note here that just says, occasional pointless shots of skanky bitches' asses. Yeah. Apart from our lead woman, there are some rough chicks yeah. in this film. What did you think of the bit where they're in the plane and the woman from the entourage uh, puts Eddie Griffin's nose out of joint? So he tells her to And his plane somehow manages to take off just 10 feet in front of her rather than needing like a full runway. Yeah, so what they do is they land the plane on a road... Drop her off and then take off again. Yeah, like that for me. That was the moment when when he was just like, you know, get out. Yeah, and then the next shot you see well, is them landing the plane. Things like pull this plane over. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. I just, I just, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's, I don't think anybody in post production has heard of a grade. No, I think this just came. I, I, I think this was shot in HD. Yeah, on HD cameras. Possibly on the ones we use here at work, yeah. uh, and just left ungraded. Yeah, I do. It's Although, if you watch the extras, yeah. there's there's like a little music video, like a character video cut right, together yeah. for the woman, right? The main woman, and that looks even worse. Really? Yeah, that's horrendous quality. I, it looks like it was done on VHS. I uh, this movie is just one of those things. It's like, well, all of the money has gone into the cars and the car action. Yes. And it looks to me like... That car action is not that good. No, There's lots of fast cuts to disguise that there's nothing going on. Yeah, and it's almost like that. The, the, whatever the budget was, they actually just bought the cars. Yeah. Because rather than kind of hire them and, and do things and fake stuff and whatever, yeah. they just seem to have bought the cars. Yeah. Um, which brings me to one of my, my key no- notes that I've got is that the... Uh, I should say, uh, sorry to interrupt... Uh, going through my notes, I'm not even an hour in yet. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But carry on. I was going to jump to the final race. Okay. Uh, just because there's a moment in that where uh, one of the cars crashes quite spectacularly. And, and completely go- defies the laws of physics, yes. even movie physics. Yeah, and then goes off down the cliff. Yes. Yeah. My father died the same way. <laughs> yeah. Um, that car... Right, okay. So, for example, you've got a, a supercar. Mm-hmm. You're going to crash it, spin it flick it over a cliff, have it roll down the cliff. Mm-hmm. It probably cost, I don't know, I'm guessing here, but I reckon if you got like an old, um, like a Mazda MR2, you could rip the body off it, get a fiberglass 
uh, body, whack mm. that on. It'll probably cost you no more than 50 grand to make it yeah. look like the part. Oh, no. That was a $500,000 supercar that they That trashed. was the producer's own yeah. car. Yeah. Do you know why they did it? No. Because he'd previously crashed it and it was buggered anyway. Really? Yeah. So he thought, well, screw it. We'll just let him destroy it on film. That's incredible. I mean, yeah. that was a, it was a Porsche Carrera GT and it, you know, it's, it's a pretty rare car. Yeah. And you're watching it crashing down that cliff. And the worst thing about this is you're sitting there going, wow, that looks really fake. Yeah. And it's like... Nothing in this film looks good. No, and he's like, that looks really fake. And then you find out it was the real car. Unlike Cooler's Eyes, not even the cinematographer comes out of this well. No, no, no. The whole thing is just horrendous. It's unbelievable. I think I've won this week because you paid money for this. You bought this. Yeah, I did, yeah. Um, All right. We're 57 minutes in. And I have written, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Because now the woman is at Uncle Millionaire's place, having been sort of kidnapped. Yeah. And then she gets up and puts on some clothes and tries to escape. Yeah. She's, yeah, she's unconscious in bed. Oh, this is a point where, where uh, Army Channing Tatum guy, who's not Channing Tatum, yeah. uh, sneaks up on the house wearing all black in the broad daylight. Yes. Yeah. Yes, after tooling himself up at some... Yeah, his mate's God place. Got- but then waits for night to make his actual attack. Yes, yeah. So I guess he was just camping in the bushes for six hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, this, this contains a brilliant moment where she puts on the clothes that are in the room. It's some kind of yoga wear. Yeah, that's a bit revealing. Mm. So it's kind of uh, the uh, the aforementioned rack is front and center, right. and she realizes this halfway through her escape and steals a shirt from another room to put <laughs> over the top. Um, then they do their they do their escape and there's a fight and there's gunfire and yeah. a car speeding away yeah. and a, two explosions. Yeah, it's a Maserati quadruple. No, not quadruple. I don't care. What I care what about is how the hell did Uncle Millionaire Michael, who is established that he is in the house, not hear any of this and is just casually eating his breakfast? I know. This is <laughs> my next note. <laughs> They then go to a bar somewhere, yeah. or they go to a motel, mm-hmm. and go to a go to a bar, and I've written in big letters, one hour five minutes. Holy shit, a fat person! <laughs> <laughs> Everybody in this kind of looks like a cheap model, yeah, and in some cases, really cheap, yeah, yeah. And then there's one normal looking woman walking past playing pool in the background yeah. of the bar scene, where they dance tenderly. Yeah. Not the f- fat woman, the uh, the uh, <laughs> yeah. our hero and heroine dance yeah. tenderly. And then somehow go to bed and wake up the next morning, apparently having done the deed, yeah. of which you don't even get to see. They don't. They don't kiss. They don't. No. They don't nothing. They go straight from dancing. No, I think it's a twelve A. This film, isn't it? Yeah, that means you're not going to get any. No. no, no fun language. No, no bit. Yeah, one hour eight minutes. Yes, side boob. I've written. Geography <laughs> <laughs> in this film. Yep. I assumed that. It's as erratic as the plot. Yeah, I assumed that the woman's auto racing thing yeah. was somewhere in... It's somewhere in California, right? I guess. I don't know. They seem to hop back and forth. And then there's something goes on in LA at the beginning, which is the car... Oh, drive to Vegas and do it in yeah. an hour and 45 minutes, which yeah. you can't actually do because you'd have to stop to fill up the car four times. Yeah, exactly. yeah that yeah. thing we talked about last yeah. week. They hop backwards and forwards between Vegas and California like it's nothing. Yeah. Like it's just up the road. Yeah. Yeah. It bizarre, utterly bizarre. This world has one insult, right? And it doesn't matter if it's a man saying it to a man, mm-hmm. a man saying it to a woman, yep. or a woman saying it to a man, right? Bitch. Yeah, it's the only word of insult yeah. used at well, any point. Twelve A. Yeah, 
But you can still call someone a dickhead at 12A, can't you? I don't know. I think you can. Really? Yeah. You could in the 80s when it was a PG (laughs) word. Yeah. Yeah, this movie is... A pile of poo. It is, isn't it? One of my uh, one of my favourites is. Uh, um, I've actually run out of rant energy. I'm really to, tired now. To, to, to resolve whatever the issue is in this film, it she's racing and Army Boy has to let her know that he has done something. Oh, so, rescued rescued her mum. Ah, now we come to the link between this and Cool as Ice. Okay, before we do that, she answers the phone mid race. Yes. And there's a bit where she's on her phone, casually, yeah, saying, yeah, right, excellent, brilliant, okay, uh, whilst travelling at a high speed, battling other cars on a twisty road. But you see her do that earlier as well. Yeah. She takes Eddie Griffin for her for a yeah, ride in then, his car. But then she's on an oval circuit. Yeah. Which is just turn, turn left. left. Yeah. So, you know. Yes. This film, and it's linked to Cool as Ice. Right. Who was in Cool as Ice? Vanilla Ice. And he was also in Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. Yep. The blonde guy, the little blonde Asian that um, uh, Channing, not Channing, fights in the gym. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Ernie Reyes Jr. Right. Who played Kino, the hero in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Nice. Didn't we say we'd try and find a way to link these <laughs> yeah, films? Absolutely. There we go. That's quite impressive. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm tired. Yeah, this movie too. makes no sense. Yeah. I've run out of We've steam. got pitch stuff, yeah? Yeah. We've oh, been God. going for so long. Oh, my God. Uh, do you want to skip Redline reviews? Uh, is there anything massively amazing? If you like cars, you might consider this in your worth a watch list, but I would strongly caution against this folly. If you want to see nice cars, there are much better, less painful ways than... than of seeing them than this film. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Totally agree with that. God, we've got a pitch yet. Yeah. I can probably do mine quite quickly. Okay. So. Well, we'll take a little breather and uh, let us talk about some Twitter reviews we had sent in. Okie dokie. Um, Debbie Edwards has been watching a lot of movies. Okay. She's been trying to catch up, I think. Okay. Uh, we had a Zodiac catch-up review. Right. Which is, great story, great actors, so why did it feel so overlong and empty? Fincher made geeks sexy, but not serial killers. <laughs> yeah. I actually responded to that tweet with, what about Seven? Mm. <laughs> I can't remember. I don't think oh, that, yeah, yeah. That, that, her response was, head in the box, hot. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not quite sure uh, what, what she meant by that. Yeah. It's a bit creepy, I think. Uh, and buried. Yeah. I don't know how they managed to do that and make it watchable. Amazing ending, but my God, I need some fresh air. <laughs> oh, we also talked about being Elmo, didn't we? Yes, that was my my kind of recommendation that I yes. saw on Netflix. Yes, one of our one of our faithful has watched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Graham Hubbard on mm-hmm. Facebook said, "Just watch Being Elmo." Top recommendation. Don't mind admitting I got a little bit emotional when watching it. Great stuff. Uh, I'd agree with that. It's brilliant. I watched it the other day. It's uh, just so nice, isn't it? It is. Absolutely. I want to watch the captains. I've been meaning to and just haven't had yeah, time. No, so no. I'll see if I can do that before next week. Yeah, sure. No, but, uh, I again highly recommend Being Elmo. It's a uh, it's a really nice documentary about a man who had a dream that he followed and ended up doing you know it's like you know he followed his destiny and he was destined to do what he does and doesn't he seem like just such a nice yeah, guy yeah absolutely yeah 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 it's a, it's a really um it's a really heartwarming film to watch excellent you got a pitch in you i do i do okay now <clears throat> i was going to pitch this to you last week before we decided to do the why have you seen uh, section yes and so prior to that i'd pitched you a uh, conspiracy big stop trying to look 
I'd, I'd pitched you conspiracy and biggles and all that kind of stuff, and you'd done Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. And you, I was like, let's try and get away from all the war and fighting yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And I was yeah. like, brilliant. I've got something perfect because I'd also mentioned that there was a particular writer-director team that I thought would make a good Biggles movie. Yeah, yeah. And my reason for that was based quite a lot on this film that I'm going to pitch you. So mm -hmm. I thought, this is perfect because I can tie the two together. A nice little segue that obviously didn't happen. Yeah, um, sorry about that. That's all right. Um, <laughs> so I thought, yeah, that's it. This is great. We'll get away from all the war and all that kind of stuff. Have something a bit of fun. And I put the DVD in to rewatch it. Or the Blu-ray actually to rewatch it. <laughs> Opening scene, nineteen forty-four, Poland, <laughs> <laughs> outside a concentration camp. Oh, <laughs> and I was no. like, "Damn, I forgot about this." Bit. Oh no! Uh, so the film I'm going to pitch you is X-Men: First Class. Excellent, because I missed this when it was in cinemas yeah. and haven't got around to it. Um, yeah, I was a bit kind of on the fence because so was I. I don't really like the Brian Singer X-Men nope. movies. They're just it's. I'm gay and adopted yeah. for two hours a time. Yeah, and the third one is the Brett Ratner one. Yeah. And that's rubbish. Yeah. And then there was Wolverine, oh, which was wow. almost as good as Redline. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is very much an origin story. Mm -hmm. um, now, again, I'm going to put in the disclaimer, I've never read the comic books. I've never seen the cartoons. Um, my only knowledge of X-Men are the prior movies. Okay. Um, so... Does this link or is this well? Uh, this is what's interesting. No, no. What well, this is what's interesting. So basically, what 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 uh, is Jane Goldman and Matthew Vaughan? Yeah. Um, I don't think they were the first people to be involved in the project, but they're certainly the people that brought it to fruition. Sure. So their task is to take this heritage of the comic books, the previous three movies plus the Wolverine Origins movie, which kind of stands next to those. Mm -hmm. Um, and sort of any cartoons and all that kind of stuff. And they've got to take that legacy do something fresh with it, turn it into the hit that Wolverine Origins wasn't. Yes. And um, kind of just do something new and fresh with it and make it work and mm -hmm. please everybody. Mm -hmm. And they've pulled it off in quite fantastic style. Um, so what they effectively did was uh, X-Men First Class. So we've got the origins of the X-Men in terms of how Charles Xavier created the group mm -hmm. and who he is and all that kind of stuff. Um, they brilliantly tie into the other three movies with the opening scene, which is identical to the opening scene of the first X-Men movie. Okay, just with different actors. Yeah, so this is the Polish, <laughs> the, the, the Polish scene where yeah, yeah, Magneto's yeah. powers are first seen. Yeah. He bends the gates. Mm -hmm. Um, so already, the, from the first opening shots, you know that this is directly related to the other movies that you've seen. Mm -hmm. And then the majority of the film is set in the 60s. Um, so basically we've got... Because there's something Tom Webb likes, it's a 60s spy movie. And what this is, is a 60s spy movie yep. with superheroes. Yeah. And it's got all of that sort of style to it, and it's really it, it really works brilliantly you well. You know those films you see and you think, God, I wish I'd made this. Is yeah. this one of them? <sighs> Kind of. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to overhype it. I'm okay. not going to say it's like a, uh, it's not groundbreakingly amazing. No. But it's. But it was, my God, I made. I wish I'd made that list. It doesn't have any groundbreaking amazing films on it. No, either. no, no, no. But it's one of those films. Just like it's way better than it should have been. Okay. Like on paper, when I, when someone said to me they're going to make a film about the like they're going to make it X Men First Class. Yeah. I, was, I thought, oh wow, that's going to really suck. Yeah. Um, and this is such a surprise. Huh. Um, partly because they've got a great team of Jane Coleman and Matthew Vaughan who mm. did a brilliant job of Kick-Ass mm. um, which was another film with a 
legacy of the comic books which they brought to fruition yeah. and pleased the fans immensely um it's got a great cast with James McAvoy as Charles Xavier and Michael Fassbender as uh, Eric Lesnar or Lencher. Magneto, Linger or Magneto, however you want to pronounce it. Um, I'd like to pronounce it Lencher, the way yeah, it's spelt. Fine. Um, and then there's Kevin Bacon as Sebastian Shaw, and oh, yeah. he's brilliant in this. Mm. He, the scenes where he's speaking German uh, were like, that's that's actually really good. Huh. <laughs> it, like, you know, I don't know who coached him, but his, mm. his German on this was is fantastic. Um, Rose Byrne is a bit meh, um, as usual. Uh, and then there's Nicholas Holt, Oliver Platt's in it. He's yeah. really good. Um, Does he play a lawyer? He usually plays a lawyer. No, he plays a CIA guy. Oh. Uh, it's usually a dude in a suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he plays a dude in a suit. He, he's, got, he's got quite a nice, kind of good character. He's got mm. like a nice few uh, one-liners. And there's some pretty good one-liners throughout this whole thing. Mm-hmm. There are some brilliant foreshadowing to the other movies. Mm-hmm. There are some great cameos. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some really cool little in-jokes. For I, I don't know if there are any for the comic book crowd. I suspect there probably are. But for fans of previous but movies, there. Fans of the previous movie, they're definitely catered for. Mm-hmm. And it, even if you've just seen the previous movie, there are references to films of the era, that kind of sort of James Bond kind of stuff. Um, McAvoy and Fassbender look like they're having the time of their lives, especially when they go out looking for the mutants. Okay. Um, there, there's a scene where. Um, Nicholas Holt plays Hank McCoy who becomes Beast, Beast. Yeah. Um, and he's built a kind of prototype of Cerebro and there's a scene where Charles Xavier uses it for the first time uh, and you see uh, as he looks through it mutants that you walk, like you see Cyclops mm. you see Storm but as kids mm. so you know that they're around but they yeah. haven't been found yet um, and then uh, McAvoy and Fassbender go out to look for them and try and recruit people and there's some there's some great scenes in that. There's a movie coming out in a, this week, no, next week or the week after, fairly soon. Mm-hmm. It's being touted as one of the big, huge movies of the year. You and I didn't know anything about it. Uh, apparently, the books are really massive, and it stars a lot of people we'd never heard of. Yeah, yeah. One of those people, Jennifer Lawrence. Apparently, she's in this film. Ah, huh, there you go. Uh, and she plays uh, she plays Raven or Mystique slash Mystique. Yes. Um, and. Uh, she's kind of one of the, the the kind of critical characters so what you're going to see in this movie are people you know from the x-men universe mm. that you previously know as good guys and bad guys but all together because the split hasn't happened yeah yet. um and that's kind of the setup as to mm-hmm. how they get together how things split up how things change mm-hmm. um so it's just kind of it just sets everything up really well i hope if they do a follow-up it's as good mm. um but like i said it, it's a potentially disastrous film on mm-hmm. paper but it's pulled off by a really good script. Saved and, from the edge. Yeah and, yeah, and actors who are obviously having an absolute ball just getting to play around. Marvellous. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I hope you enjoy it because, like I say, it's one of those movies, it's not going to be particularly groundbreaking. It's not going to probably... It probably won't go into your top movies of all time list, but you'll just find it very enjoyable, I think. Or uh, surprisingly enjoyable. Fantastic. Well, this week, I had no idea what I was going to pitch you. Okay. I was stumped, completely stumped. Okay. And our colleague in the office, Adam, mm-hmm. had a movie he'd been badgering me to watch for right. ages, ages and ages. And uh, I was like, oh, all right, I'll watch it. Okay. And I gave, I gave in and I watched it. Uh-huh. And as the credits rolled, I texted him, you win, that was awesome. 
Okay. So you're going to get that film this week. Okay, cool. Warrior. Okay. The setup is uh, Tom Hardy yeah. is a young man returning from we don't actually know where to start with uh, to his hometown in uh, on the east coast of the USA. I think they're, they're in Pennsylvania somewhere. Uh, he returns to his father's house, who's played by Nick Nolte, and he, for something to do, he goes to a local gym and starts training in MMA, mixed martial arts. Mm-hmm. Um, initially just starting out boxing, punching the bag, uh, and he is uh, called into, not called into, he offers to uh, fight the the gym's ace, if you like, when his, uh, when his uh, sparring partner doesn't show up. And creams him in 30 seconds flat. Right. Uh, Work gets back to his dad, who used to be a boxer. Right. And also used to be an alcoholic, which is also quite important. Right. Um, And they decide they are going to train Hardy for an upcoming MMA tournament. Mm -hmm. uh, A a Grand Prix tournament. Right. So it's over over two nights, 16-man single elimination tournament. Winner gets $5 million. Right. Additionally to this, there is Joel Edgerton who plays um, Hardy's character's older brother. Mm-hmm. He's a school teacher. He's a physics teacher. Right. Uh, and by not, he's having financial difficulties. He has that job. His wife has a job. Uh, and by night, um, he tells her he's a bouncer at a club. Right. But actually, he's fighting underground on the MMA circuit. Right. Uh, and it turns out he is a former UFC fighter who fell on hard times. Okay. Um, you can probably see where this is going. Yeah. Yeah. Brother somehow also ends up in the tournament. Yeah. And we'll leave our synopsis there. Okay. I'll say that you can tell where it's going to end up before it starts. Right. But it's so solidly done, it's mm. worth the journey. Okay. It's the journey, not the destination right. in this film. It, 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 it reminds me very strongly of Rocky in that sense. Yes. Is and it, in you fact, can probably... the big poster quote for this was all the Rockies rolled into one. Right. Which I don't think is fair okay. to either Rocky or Warrior. Yeah. Um, I think things don't deserve to be compared to Rocky. No. That kind of stands on its own as yeah. a sports movie. Mm-hmm. And I think such a cheesy poster quote, apologies to whoever wrote it, mm. I think Warrior is above that kind of quote. Right, I see. I re- I wasn't expecting to. I thought it'd be good. Yeah. I really enjoyed this. Okay, cool. It's quite long. It's mm-hmm. Two and a quarter hours, I think. Right. Um, but I didn't really notice it. Mm-hmm. Um, what can I tell you? The acting mm-hmm. across the board is fantastic. Yeah. Tom, well, Nick- Tom Hardy's normally good value yes, for money, isn't he? Absolutely. So. Um, Nick Nolte got uh, an Academy Award nomination for Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. Um, and his isn't the best performance. Wow. Hardy is superb, mm-hmm. and I think Joel Edgerton matches him every step of the way. All right, that's that's good, because he, I mean, he's he's the name I don't really know. and No, me neither. You know, it's one of those things, I can see that it would be very easy for people and critics and reviews to all, you know, jump on Tom Hardy, because he's kind of flavour of the month a little bit. Yeah. Um, and kind of leave Edgerton out, Edgerton out. but he, um, it, it's good to know that he matches as it were. he does he does their their roles are very different as well yeah. um they're very very different characters um which is uh showing their fighting styles in the mma scenes as well right uh, okay. hardy is um hardy's the one punch knockout artist okay his, his fights are over quickly yeah and it's usually through strikes yeah whereas edgerton is is more of the tactical submission based guy okay and he'll, he'll go for the submission as opposed to the knockout. Right. Which, that's interesting character traits to kind of 
separate them yeah, yeah. in that in that kind of way as well. Yeah. The MMA scenes are pretty spot on. Okay. We've mentioned before I'm a fan of professional wrestling, yeah, fake yeah. fighting. Yeah. I've seen a reasonable amount of MMA. I'm not yeah. a massive fan. I'll no. watch the big UFC shows. Yeah, we've actually um, filmed some. We have stuff. filmed yeah. some MMA and kickboxing and that kind of thing. Yeah. This leans towards the more spectacular side. Yeah. But they are, to me, they are still believable fights. There's yeah. some exceptions. Right. And that's all based around one character, but okay. he has to look better than everybody else. Okay. Because in this film, right. you get we get our second Russian played by a pro wrestler. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. Excellent. Kurt Angle shows up as really? Koba. Okay. Who is uh, like a Russian Sambo champion. They yeah. mentioned he won gold medal in wrestling at the Olympics, which Kurt Angle actually did in yeah. 1996. And uh, he is, he's an obstacle to overcome within the tournament. Gotcha, yeah. Um, and his, I will say that some, some of his stuff, he has three or four big moves within his fights mm. that are don't have any place in MMA. You will not see these moves right. in. Okay. Uh, in, if you watch UFC, you're not going to see anybody doing these no. things. No. Um, I think this is a particularly well written film. The dialogue is smart, but not in an Aaron Sorkin everybody's smart. Right. It's smart but believable. Okay. I could believe that these were real people saying these things. Whereas yeah. if you go into an episode of The West Wing on the Social Network, you see yeah. Aaron Sorkin's name on it, and you know that everybody is going to pretty much speak the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And have. Fast delivery, no, exa- very confident fast yeah. delivery, yeah. Yeah, this isn't like that. That's good. Um, this is kind of like believable wit. Right. Cinemat- we talk about cinematography a lot on this show. Yeah. Tremendous. Okay. Uh, I, this movie is really, really nicely shot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's scope format as well, so right. 235. Yeah. Makes use of the frame very well, right. particularly in the fight scenes, I think. Okay. And actually, even just in some of the regular dialogue scenes. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about that more next week, I think. Sure, okay. Like I said, I don't think that you're going to have any surprises, uh, but it's a solid grown-up film. This is a right. movie for adults. Yeah. Uh, the big picture kind of lays itself out in a very normal kind of way. Uh-huh. But I think the details are revealed, character details and small story details are revealed quite creatively. Okay. That, and I mean, in a somewhat unexpected manner. Yeah, that you're, that's something that is often missed, I find. Yeah. I think I'm going to leave it there, actually. Everything yeah, else no, can wait absolutely. for next week. It's one of those movies that I know, I, I know about it, but I don't... Re- I mean, what you've just told me is the most I know about it. Yeah. You know? Um, so I, I, I'm quite looking forward to going into this one fairly cold, as it were. Now, I, I might also say, actually, one of your chief reasons for disliking Buried... Yeah. Was that you didn't like the lead character. Yeah. I don't think you're going to like any of the three lead characters particularly. Okay. Because I think they are more rounded human beings than your average movie character. Right. Your average yeah, lead. Yeah. Um, try and put that aside. Okay. And I also think a lot of your enjoyment will hinge on your interest in mixed martial arts. Okay. Which is minimal. Yeah. Again, try not to, try not to let that impede. Yeah, no, I absolutely. Think, yeah, yeah. I think you'll really enjoy this. Okay, cool. I look forward to it. I mean, so, sometimes you know you just need that real good drama. You know, it needs to be really kind of yeah good and intense. I mean, it's like I mean, I enjoyed watching Rocky. Yeah, uh, you know, not despite not, not being a boxing fan. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, not to compare the two again. I'm just yeah. saying it's it's a similar sort of drama, sports drama. Yeah, uh, at that level. So you know, I could quite happily kind of engage with that and enjoy it. So um, 
Yeah, I look forward to this. Um, <laughs> I know we said this about Ip Man in the first episode, yeah. but this is good, solid drama that happens to have some cracking fight scenes in it oh, as well. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, yeah. Excellent. I think we have talked far too long Way this too week. long this week. Yeah, 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 I'm looking at the counter on my screen. Yeah. We have talked for quite some time, so we'll, we'll skip the pitch to the people again. We'll push that back to next week, I think. Yeah, yeah, we were going to do that this week, but I, yeah, I think we... Because we ranted so long on... Yeah the other two movies yeah I don't think we'll do bad movies very often because that leads to long shows yeah, and it does. I am very very tired yeah yeah me too so I think um, maybe we'll leave some more bad movies for a couple of months I guess yeah. um, and we'll do the, the pitch when, you, when you've done something I don't like at work you'll get a better movie <laughs> great um, so we'll do it we'll do the pitch to the people next week as well okay um, great so I look forward I like to- how we've accidentally named that segment as well <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I really look forward to watching Warrior and hopefully you'll enjoy X-Men First Class mm-hmm. um, so let's are these the, are they sorry combined will that make next week our most up to date show quite probably actually yeah because X-Men First from- Class was 2010 and no X-Men First Class was last year Oh, so it was Warrior. Yeah, early, was it early? It was yeah, it was early last year. I think. So people who didn't like that we watched things like Fast Pussycat, Kill Kill, and Casablanca, we're yeah. going to be bang up to date next week. I tell you what, it does mean though. What I can I can get in another movie from the early seventies. Yes, do the plugs. <laughs> okay, so you can follow us on Twitter at hys podcast. You can uh, log into the Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Have You Seen Podcast. Uh, you can always go to our blog uh, bit.ly forward slash HYS podcast and also you can email us so um, you can send us reviews in any way but if you want to do kind of a more lengthy one send it to uh, HYS podcast at gmail.com uh, a quick blog note uh, apologies I haven't been keeping up with the link dumps no I, I think we're past the point of no return there yeah I am going to scrap whichever ones I haven't done and I'm going to try and pick up from uh, and try and do an episode 16 one so apologies yeah, to anybody yeah. who was looking for an episode 10 through 15 link yeah. up but yeah. time has gotten away from me on that one yeah I think so if there is if there's anything we've mentioned specifically that people remember and they want to see send us a tweet send yeah. us an email and we'll point you in the Facebook, right direction and yeah we'll yeah. try and put that's a very good idea actually. yeah, yeah think, we'll do a link dump request yeah one of the things I might do I might leave it until the next time I pitch you a Hitchcock movie is find a link to those interviews with Francois Truffaut yes okay uh, so anyway that aside the thanks that we always do uh, thanks to RB Productions for the use of the studio Chapter Media for the advice and also the ever incredible Alexi Imam for technical expertise and beard grooming tips yes let's go yeah I'm knackered yeah me too alright <laughs> okay hopefully we'll have our energy back next week yeah um, have a fantastic week and I hope your father doesn't die the same way 